Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. As all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 232, our tune-up relap recap for lap 10. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode's brought to you by Brothers Garage Door. Brothers Garage Door Sales and Service, your Wakusha and Washington County Garage Door Repair Company. Shout out to Brothers Garage Door. Well, shout out to Brothers Garage Door and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's no movie you're talking about today. This is your first tune-up. This is the end of lap 10, oh. so we're reflecting back on the lap that was, looking forward to next lap. And Joe is also, we're actually both going to do our rankings of the movies, but Joe's going to do his first serious rankings yep. in five laps. So yep. I'm very excited about that. But before we get to all that, that'll be after the break. Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, we finished up all the Oscar movies in prep for the Oscars. Okay. What was your best picture of the 10? My favorite one and one that like, I was just like a big sobby boy about was, um, King Richard, man. Oh, okay. I really love that. So you're team Will Smith is what you're saying. I'm team don't be violent and also don't talk. Sure. You know, just everybody get along is what I'm team Will Smith's acceptance speech. That was long, man. Five minutes or something, right? That was a long, long but, speech. Yeah, I mean, just like the whole part of like we should all get along, but not after slapping someone. Um, right. So uh, I really enjoyed King Richard. I thought that that movie was great. Uh, I liked his character in it. I think, definitely think he should have won Best Actor. That was awesome. Uh, there was a lot that we liked, though. Like I wasn't mad that Coda won. For you know, yeah. Rachel sh- texted me about about how much she was crying during Coda. I'm like, hey man, Coda made me cry like three times too. So yeah, it was a good movie. I had some mild problems with Coda. Like, how can you be deaf parents and not function at all as a deaf person? So like that was like the only tiny, tiny, tiny marks I had against that movie. You know what I mean? Like there was parts where they were like, we can't read lips and stuff, and you're like, really? Like, well, I think they can. I think it was, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so there was like some things like that that I was like, okay, for the part, for the story, she needs to be, you know, pivotal to the family. Yep. I get that, but at the same time, I was like, come on, man. We watched Drive My Car. That was a long movie. We made jokes that you'd probably love it because it was all about grief. Oh, I do love it. I saw it in theaters. I think that's <laughs> the one. I think that's of the of the ten. That's the one that benefited most from being in theaters and not being able to like be on your phone or whatever uh i i definitely agree with that that and then um we watched power the dog which was a movie that when we finished it we were like this is a movie and the more that i think about it the more i was like that was a pretty good movie right like it wasn't like not my favorite not like a great movie you have to see it but i was like that was pretty good but um i think king richard is the one that i'm going to share with all of my parents i told everybody's parents to go watch it and the only other thing that we've been up to is, like, to cut in between that, Rachel's never seen The League, so we started The League. Oh, okay. Yeah, we started The League with her, and we're, like, you know, obviously blowing through 20-minute episodes and, you know, stupid premise. So that's it. I think next up, we have some ideas. Did you point out to her and say, hey, Andre Nozick, he follows us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, she she definitely knew, knew who he was. Yes, Rachel is, has... has a, a, like assumed sports knowledge through everything that I do. So her watching it now, I catch her chuckling at the actual sports jokes in it, which you don't need to like know to enjoy the show. But um, sure, that's 
pretty much what we've been up to. I'm going to start catching up on all the other bullshit TV soon. Uh, Did you start Atlanta or not yet? No, no, I was saving it. Like, I was saving it and with the Oscar movies and, like, uh, actually watching, like, Penguins games and stuff. Like, I want to, like, focus on Atlanta. Also, Zach said that, like, he started, like, he watched, like, the new season. He was like, they start out in Europe. And I was like, that's weird. I don't know why. And, and Rachel's like, they finished the last season in Europe. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, I totally don't remember what happened at the end of the last yeah, one. It hasn't been on since, I think, 2019, maybe. It's been, so it's like, long. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get the general premise, but if you were like, oh, they were all like, all, like, what was the last thing that happened in Atlanta? I'd be like, I have no idea. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So I haven't started watching it yet, but I'm excited to start watching it because I love that show, too. Cool. Anything else? No. What about you, brother? Um, oh, have you tried the new Starlight flavored Coke? No. What is Starlight? What's Starlight flavor? I don't know. <laughs> it kind of tastes like a vanilla Coke that has cotton candy flavor added to it. Interesting. Okay. It's pretty I know, good. I don't though. know if you saw, but there's a new uh, coming out uh, Pepsi with maple syrup flavored. Oh, I love maple, but I don't know how that's going to go. I think it's probably probably going to be gross, but I don't know. I'll try one. But this this uh, Starlight flavored Coke, I like. I had one the other day, and I just got Rachel got me another one because I was like, that was really good. It's like it's not meant to be like drink more than one. Like I wouldn't buy like a case of it. But if you're Starlight at a gas station, Coke. Okay. If you're at a gas yeah, I'll station, go, I'll go to Quick Check tonight. And I'll get one. I'll try it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's ooh, like maybe. F- ooh, here, here, here's. What? Get ready for this. I'm gonna go to Quick Check between episodes, and I'll have an exclusive review on our Patreon bonus episode ooh, for Four Brothers. Um, so get ready. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's that would meant- be the dumbest reason for people to join the Patreon <laughs> to hear my review of a soda that I didn't know existed a minute and a half ago. But you know, maybe I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it existed. We were like, we were getting lunch. Rachel said, "Oh, this is the new Starlight Coke." Everybody's trying to figure out what flavor it is. And I took a sip, and I was like, "You should not have that with food." But that is a delightful treat when you just want one soda. Okay, I'm looking at the bottle. The bottle looks cool. I will. I'll give it a shot. Uh, I so this past weekend was my fantasy baseball draft. So normally oh, yeah. for the last like decade, we've done a bunch of live drafts. I've hosted two of them. We've probably done. And you usually go Maybe. to the Russian bathhouse, right? Isn't that what we the... do? Well, we have before. We, okay. So normally it's hosted by one of like three different people, including me. Yeah. This year for the first time, we went to a house in the Poconos because it was doubling as a friend's birthday and also a friend's bachelor party, which uh, the friend who was having a bachelor party wound up skipping the first night. We're like, cool, man. Like, it wasn't like we were kind of doing this for you, but whatever. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> But uh, we went to this house in the Poconos. It was on a little lake, which was cool. And they had a fire pit and they had a hot tub. And it was just like a nice overall setup. Obviously, the Wi-Fi, not ideal. But, you know, for everything else, it was like a perfect spot for us. And in a live draft, you don't really need Wi-Fi. But I was going to say, do you know? Well, we had we only had eight people there. So we had two people on Zoom. So okay. it could have been better. But we were a couple of people using hotspots. And we offloaded enough bandwidth that we were able to like have a pretty solid Zoom connection. Otherwise, yes, you're absolutely right. The connection part, yes, but it's not like you need to draft on your computer if you're doing right, it live. Correct, yes. So, like, yep. it could take as long as you want, whatever you want. Um, I was just saying, did you know that, like, there is a running joke, at least I think it's for the whole city, but in Pittsburgh, if you take your girlfriend to the Poconos, you break up immediately. It's like a common joke. No, I didn't know that. Okay. Because it's like it's like a weekend date spot, right? Like, if anybody doesn't know, like, the Poconos, they have the NASCAR track, right? 
I think it's like a I have no idea. So like this was technically in the Poconos. I don't know how Poconos it was because <laughs> yeah. we were like so like the way that it like it, it was a nice house. We would definitely go back there, but like it was built as this like lakefront paradise, and we're like, oh, this can be an enormous house like by itself in the woods, and it was kind of just like in a neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so it what like I have this like grand like I think I'm conflating the we talked about the Poconos before on here, but I've conflated yeah. the Poconos with like the Hamptons. Yes, and especially if they're watching you know Seinfeld and like. Uh, Rachel George said going friends, stuff, right? friends goes to the Poconos, Rachel says, because we drive past it or through it every time we go back to Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Okay. But like, yeah, this was just like, like, I don't know what the, like, I know the Poconos is like a, there's like a ski resort yes. and like mountains and whatever. Yes. This was nowhere near that. I mean, it <laughs> might've been, I, I don't know, but it was just basically just like and a nice a house on a lake. There's yeah. a Lake Pocono. Like that's the whole. Yeah. This one, we were on a different lake. We were not on Lake Pocono or whatever, but you know, again, no, nothing, but I, I don't know. So people go there to break up. You're saying? No. People go there as a date weekend place because it's like, like you said, it's a lot of like. Oh, okay. You I, can I see, like yes. rent a house and like spend a quaint weekend together with your lover, but like and it's like an easy like first weekend away together because it's close and inexpensive, right? Yes, but what happens is everybody goes yes. there and comes back and they're like, I hate that person, and they break up, and like that's yes. the joke. So like whenever somebody who, like and my parents have a rental car place, so like people would be like, Oh, we're renting a car to drive to the Poconos, and then like they'd come back and we'd be like. You know, they definitely broke up. So I get you. Well, we had no breakups, which was good. Yeah, if it's all if it's all dudes celebrating a bachelor party, I hope none of you broke up with each other. Yeah, no, the draft was great. Uh, somebody brought a Raspberry Pi with a bunch of SNES games. We played a lot of video games oh, that's and cool. just drank and grilled and got pizza in town and just like hung out and had a nice like breakfast a couple mornings and so yeah, it went really well. Baseball starts, as you know, baseball's always going on, but it's baseball actually baseball starts. Season. I think two days after. So this episode comes out April 5th, and I think first day of baseball is April 7th. So baseball this week for sure. So Yeah, I think, that's right. You know, I'm sure Justin's excited, and I think Jerry likes baseball too. I know that's not – this is not exactly the biggest uh, Wells, baseball crowd Wells likes our people. The, Wells likes, he likes the, the A's, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, shout out to all the baseball heads out there, but that's coming up soon. I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Because that was such a big – Oh, I saw the new Channing movie, The Lost City, with him and Sandy, Sandra Bullock. My friend said that that was actually a ton of fun, and he's neither really fun. a Sandy nor Channing. Like he's like he has no horse dog in this race, right? Like he's yes. But he was like, "Oh, dude, you should see it. It's a lot of fun." And I was like, "Well, I'm a big Channing fan, so okay, cool." Yeah, it's cool as you know, especially as people who listen to the show know. Um, we had the Channing podcast that we stopped, but Channing's close to our hearts. And so my, I sort of, I see, I, I just watched, I started watching all the movies at the mall because it's closer and I, I don't want to drive 45 minutes round trip to go see a movie or whatever. So I basically just see things at the mall now. So the mall only has six movie, like six screens, yeah. but two of them are Channing Tatum movies. It's this and Dog is still out. So I'm just like, oh. that's so cool that our guy has a, thir- a third of the movies you can see here uh, are Channing movies, which is pretty cool. It kind of tracks too, because, you know teens at the mall Channing Tatum is probably yeah. still a draw hopefully I mean we don't know but he's getting and a little older now there was something else hold on there was another thing where I was just like oh there's another thing that I think that's maybe tied to us or something hold on what was it but it was a lot of fun Channing is great in it Sandy is great in it uh, I really like both of them obviously obviously Channing but also I really like Sandra Bullock um, there's some surprises in there it's the kind of movie that I think like everybody will enjoy it's not a movie you have to go rush out and see but I would say as soon as you can watch it for free somewhere just watch it because it's it's fun it felt it felt like it would be kind of red notice yeah but it's it's better is it not okay. the red not the red notice is bad I mean it's it's like uncharted it's, it's I think it's 
Ooh. fun blockbustery, just like I I almost forget all of Red Notice. I don't remember like anything about Red Notice. Do you? I remember that Ryan Reynolds and The Rock were in it. Yeah. And Gal Gadot was in it. Uh-huh. And they were stealing. Yeah. And there was the scene that was like Indiana Jones. That's what I remember. With the car. Oh, yes, the cart scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's what I remember. I already forgot the cart scene. Yes. Uh, the other thing I was I just looked it up at the mall is also the Batman with Zoe Kravitz. And so Channing is dating Zoe Kravitz. And so, you know, that relationship. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Half right. of the movies of the mall. Right. So pretty cool. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's fun. I, I would say see it for free. Like there, what was the movie that I was just? There's something already on Paramount. I'm just like, oh, Death on the Nile with Gal Gadot is already on Paramount. Oh, I'm just cool. like, or no, Peacock, Peacock. I'm just like, oh, like that was just in theaters like six weeks ago. So like everything just gets out. I mean, we've talked about this before. Everything is available at home so quick now. Yeah. At least things that aren't you know Spider Man. Like Spider Man's finally available at home. But whatever. Is it? But for rental, yes. Okay, because yeah, we were at my parents' house last weekend. I was like, oh man, we should watch. Or, like, even, like, two weeks ago, we were, like, I was, like, we should watch Shang-Chi, and I think it just had hit Disney. No, Shang-Chi is, uh, has been out, um, Then maybe it was Spider-Man. while. That I was, Spider-Man, like, Spider-Man, the Blu-ray comes out, I think, maybe as this episode comes out. I don't know, but it, you know, for everything that was just, like, almost instant, Spider-Man came out last year, right? And so, because it made a billion dollars or whatever, right? Yeah, so, that's true. They're, like, you know, we're gonna bleed this sucker. But, yeah, uh, Lost City is good. I'm going to see, what was, what's this weekend's movie? Oh, Morbius, with Tyrese. So. Oh, I see Morbius this weekend, too. I already got my tickets. Not opening night, thanks, Joey. I'm so, so sorry. I started seeing movies on Monday instead of Thursday, because like, I'm not like super excited and just like, whatever, and there's like no one at the movie theater on Mondays, so. Yeah, it's awesome. That's why I go like Tuesday Oh, next week nights. is Ambulance, which I'm looking forward to, the Michael Bay movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and somebody, I don't remember who, but that looks good. That looks actually good, so, yeah. Oh, isn't Ambulance the one that looks like Speed? Yeah. Okay, cool. Jake Gyllenhaal, Isaac, oh, Isaac Gonzalez, Madam M from Hobbs and Shaw, and Yaya Abdul-Mateen, a.k.a. the new Morpheus, are all in Ambulance. That's, I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be fun and probably actually good. So Ambulance comes out this weekend as this episode hits the main feed. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. We have a Patreon page on the show, Too Fast, TooForever.com. Shout out to... Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, West Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. Can we talk about Brian's Twitter for a second? Brian only had High School Slumber Party forever. And now he has like six Twitters and it happened overnight. I want to put Brian on blast. I know that he's been busy. I know that there's like whatever, but I see Mike tweeting at Twilight Slumber and Twilight Slumber retweeting it or whatever. And Twilight Slumber not even following me. Like Brian jokingly, Brian jokingly like is so reverential and deferential to me in all of his things. And I don't need that, but it's just like, hey man, follow me. So I'd be like, why are you not? So he follow, he's following me now. I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So just, it was like, it was high school summer party forever. And Brian would just like talk to everyone from that. Yep. And then he made a Brian Twitter and now he has a Twilight Twitter. Yes. So it's just- Well, he made, he made the Brian Twitter because 
he knew he was going to do other Twitters, and he wanted to sort of separate church and state a little bit, because it used to be one for everything, which made sense, but now that he's going to have more than one, like, where would he talk? I think that's the plan. I don't know. But thank you all for supporting the $5 a month level or above. If you want to get a pick for the next year, if you want early access to episodes, bonus episodes like the one we're going to do with Mark Hoffmeyer in the next week, too fast, twoforever.com for all that. Even a dollar a month gets you in the door, please, and thank you. We have an email address, family at khclub.me. And Joe, we have one email today from Jerry Robinson. What's up, Jerry? How have you been, bud? Jerry says, subject line, what's up, guys? Hey, guys, how's it going? I have a bit of good news and scary news. First, the good news, Ileana and I got approved for a home loan. So oh. got about a month to decide if we want it or not. So we're very excited about that. Very, very cool. Congratulations. You know that Joey and I are large proponents of home ownership. Yeah, good job. Oh, yeah, by the way, I got a new roof, I was saying to you, and I also signed up for solar. We'll see if solar actually happens, because I've been down this road before, but I have a new <laughs> roof in my house. So shout out to homeowner and homeowner news. Jerry, there you go. Uh, but congrats. He says, I completely finished Spy Races, which is great, and started a new series on Formula One racing, which is super good and dope. He talks about behind the scenes as a Formula One driver and throughout the season, fast as fuck, boy. Dude, I was reading – this is really funny that he brings this up because I was just reading a ton of things. Uh, currently, it's the NFL owners meeting, and there was, like, a guy there that, like, got invited from F1, and all the NFL owners were like, how the fuck did this explode like this? The traction in America is gigantic right now, and everybody's trying to figure out why everybody cares about F1, and they've pointed it back to the Netflix series. Really? Okay. They said that it's kind of like the hard knocks model that the NFL used – and people watched the series on Netflix and then got into F1. And, like, now a ton of people in America are watching F1. And it's, like, very, very strange. In a great cool. way. Like, I mean, like, yeah, it's, like, it's fun and cool. But, like, I've heard a lot of people in the past week talk about F1. Uh, granted, the season just started, what, like, two weeks ago or something. So I know past guests of the show, Jeff Legaspi, just bought tickets, I think, to some Formula One thing. It's supposed to be about that on Twitter. So I know F1 fever is out. So yeah, catch it, it if you want it. You know, whatever. Very cool. Uh, I sent you some pictures. Jerry says, now for the scary part. Today, March 29th, so yesterday as we record this, I got in an accident where a semi-truck without the trailer cut what? us off, causing us to hit the back wheel and making us fly at a 30-degree angle for a few seconds, us yelling, oh, shit. The part of my work truck that was damaged is where I was sitting. No one got hurt in either truck, but it could have been worse. If there wasn't anything on our bed of the truck, we would have turned over sideways and I could have easily been pinned inside. But again, we're all good. No injuries. Gave me an adrenaline rush. Going to attach a few pics as well. That's crazy. That's insane. I'm glad you're okay, dude. God bless. Seriously. Like, that's wild. Awesome. Uh, glad you're glad you're everybody's happy and healthy. So, that's yeah. It says, uh, I might have missed an announcement, but wondering when you guys are doing the car segments. I love hearing Joe guess the cars. We're still doing that, but it has. To, it depends on who the guest is. If it's someone like Brian. It's a lot of feel. Who's been, it's a lot of yes. feel is what's been happening. Not that we're skipping it, but sometimes we get guests and we can maybe sense they're getting a little tired. Maybe they have a little yep. bit of time constraints or something. and in, or Or maybe they're just a little bit more shy than usual. And uh, in those cases, we skip, but if we have a guest that's, like, rambunctious and mm -hmm. excitable, then we often do them, so. 
Yeah, just trying to keep it fresh and trying to keep it fun and not overly long. Uh, so yeah, we haven't done it in a while, but I feel like it has the timing hasn't really it hasn't felt right in a little while. But we will, you know, I think we'll do a couple more this this upcoming lap. But you know, we're mixing things up, trying to keep it fresh and new, and not every episode being the exact same. But you know, we still got a little stockpile, so we're gonna get through them eventually. So just hang in there. Sometimes I'm sure you guys can hear it too that it feels like we're kind of like pressuring the guests to play this game. And they yes. like kind of don't want to, and in that case, I feel bad about it. So that's what, yeah. like, one. We'll of figure the, it out. Yeah. He says that's all I have for now, guys. Be fast, never last. You'll get past and lose that ass. No, Monica. Monica. Well, thank you, Jerry. It's good to hear from you. Glad me. that good you guys are doing with, okay. Yeah. Good luck to hear. Good luck with your house stuff, and glad that you're okay and safe. We also have a store, Too Fast Too Forever Doc Shop. Still have not done the new t-shirts but they'll be up soon at some point maybe between laps is a good time to do it joe on the streets news about the fast and furious anything you've seen in the last week no other than memes that use the rock instead of chris rock recently that's about it oh i've seen those and i didn't put together the name it was just like like the rock slapping them and people like oh we love you the rock yeah that kind of thing yeah, yeah those kind of things yeah um the only thing i've seen and this is uh unfortunate for you know one thing but they are delisting fast and furious crossroads oh i did see this tweet yeah yeah reaction rocket sent it to us or like that's how i saw it at least i think dom dom toretto dope d sent it to us i think okay Uh, okay but yes so i saw it and i was saving it and then he posted it he shared it with us so this is just unfortunate basically what it means is that if you bought it you can still play it if you haven't bought it by the time it delists from the store you can no longer download it. But that also means that they're basically shutting the servers down, so multiplayer is not going to be available. Uh, and so I know that, that game got a really kind of bum rap when it came out. We love talking to Andy Tudor about it. I think that was a great conversation. I think the story was cool. Uh, you know, maybe the gameplay could have been... Who knows, right? But Yes, 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 yes. Normally, you know, things get delisted after, like, 5, 7, 10, 12 years or whatever, and, like, it becomes a big deal because, like, normally people... Things don't get delisted, but, like two years or a year and a half is not not normal so Definitely unfortunate not. bummer to you know andy who was so generous at this time with us but uh you know i'm sure he's doing what his next game is going to be even more beloved so you know glass half full or something or something yeah he was a genuine fast and the furious fan it kind of sucks how it played out but i think that's the only news that i've seen i don't think that i've seen anything else no news about the movies i don't think I would not be surprised if they're like, hey, here's a breaking news story or if we don't get any news for like three months. I have no idea. We're in like a weird kind of gray area where who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But is Dwayne Johnson, speaking of The Rock and Chris Rock, is Dwayne Johnson in F10? No, he's definitely not. Still no? I don't think so. Not at all. But he is in Young Rock season two, episode three. Yes. And this, we finally get some backstory to the man who is trying to disrupt his campaign in episode your in your blood i was glad that we didn't continue dragging this along for sure yes because we talked about that last time that like this could have ran till like the end of the season essentially right like it could have but we have here he's he's explaining why this guy julian sort of we're starting to get why he hates him we don't know why he said yet uh that the rock tried to kill him well, we see, like, the Rock side of the story, which is, like, it was a cute episode where the Rock uh, is very, very young Dewey. 
this kid comes to his school and doesn't believe that Rocky Johnson is Dewey's dad. And he's like, how do we know he's your dad? It's weird that you take the bus. We've never seen him pick you up. We don't know that there's any pictures, blah, blah, blah. And he keeps trying to prove it. And the kids are kind of like, they're firmly on Dewey's side. And then as the episode goes on, they're like, hey, maybe he's not. Maybe this is just a kid, kid looking for attention or whatever. But then eventually by the end, he kind of proves it by bringing the championship belt. But it is setting up this tension for both, you know, modern day, but also young Dewey, right? Where it's just like, yeah, there's this, this kid's trouble. He's yeah, he's gonna give him shit. It's pretty funny though. I was laughing with Rachel as we were watching the episode because um she likes the show too, so we watch them together. That like, if you're Dewey in Hawaii and his grandma was running this wrestling promotion, everybody on the island knows that this is your dad, right? Right. Like yep. the only person that doesn't know that this is your dad or would question it is the new kid. So to see like the kids flip was really funny where they're like, yeah, like we know your dad. And then they're like, do we know your dad? It's like, yes, of course, you know, his dad, like they're, it's not a big island. Right. So like, and they're like natives, locals. So yep. yeah, it was pretty fun. I like this one a lot. I'm glad we're getting. And also we got another hint of the like, well, one there was the first, like, openly gay wrestler. That was pretty cool. Very, very cool. Yes, we also have uh, The Rock's grandfather kissing him on the mouth, like, basically, like, hey, don't, you know. Which is not the like coolest. In sexual, just like in, <laughs> yes, just like in a, hey, don't fuck with this guy kind of way, right? And so it was very cool. A weird, awful sense. I remember that there was, like, stories from Hundress Thompson that, like, if you ever tried to photograph Hell's Angels, they would just start making out with each other. Oh, that's funny. Right? Like, for them being, like, kind of shitbags, or, well, like, really shitbags in, in many ways, that, like, if you ever tried to, like, take pictures of them, they would just, like, make out with each other so that if you had them on film, like, on camera, it would just be, like, dudes kissing. Well, I guess it's because you're trying to exploit them, right? Like, oh, look at these, like, I, I found these bad dudes or whatever, and so they're just trying to subvert expectations. I don't know. There's probably something more complicated at work there, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, it was, it was just, like, you know, for... For being, like, the badass, most masculine dudes out at the time, for them to do that so that, like, if you had pictures of that, like, if cops had pictures of them together, they would be like, we just, we just love each other, you know, like, stuff like that, so, yeah. We also get a young Vince McMahon here, which is kind of cool. I think, did we get a young, we got a young Vince McMahon before, I think. Maybe, probably, we got I think. I feel like we, if we had him more, if we had him before, we'd definitely get him more here, because he's on screen for, like, probably a minute or two here at the beginning, right, talking about, like, talking to the grandma, talking to the mom, and, you know, you... The Rock in modern day, talking about his relationship with him. Now that I think about this, and I just saw the, well, one, I just, I think that all the new WWE things are, um, quote-unquote free on peacock did you know this no but when i when i opened peacock to watch four brothers one of the things that was scrolling was like uh wrestlemania this weekend watch wrestle yeah i was like oh that's interesting so i think that you no longer have to pay-per-view them if you have peacock and pay for peacock i wonder i wonder if it's live or if they're just like no 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 just do it after the fact because i watch a lot of pat mcafee and he was like oh it's gonna be on peacock and they were like do you have to like you have to pay-per-view it? He was like, no, it's on Peacock. And they're like, so it's free. And he's like, well, it's not free because you have to pay for Peacock. So I'm not sure. I'm going to try to watch WrestleMania on Peacock this weekend and see how it goes. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, report back. Anyways, That's... so my, but my thought was while I was getting there was, do you think the WWE and Vince McMahon has a vested interest in Young Rock? 
I don't know. That's a very good question. I'm curious now because, like, they're portraying Vince McMahon in a kind of, like, I'm a cool guy kind of way. WrestleMania's coming up. The show is ultimately going to be about wrestling, right? And they have, like, billions of dollars. So, like, it would kind of make sense that they're at least, like, a partner in it. I don't know. Yeah, because I I feel like they're, you know, Vince McMahon has a complicated legacy in a way, right? And, uh... The Rock is like you know, there's there's nothing negative at all. Just like, hey, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good dude with good ideas and blah blah blah. It helped my career, and she's like, okay. But I can see this is like great cross promotion for like, sure. Like now that WrestleMania is like coming out, like I mean, this weekend they're gonna run the WrestleMania commercials behind this. Oh yeah, and if you could watch it on Peacock, it's like kind of a genius thing. Who owns WrestleMania? WWE. Who owns WWE? Are they independent, or is, or does like Comcast own WWE? I I think that they own themselves because there was a WWE channel, and they like syndicate through either Fox or or. Oh well, Vince McMahon owns WrestleMania on Peacock. Act now and stream WrestleMania 38. Is WrestleMania free on Peacock? With an upgrade to Peacock Premium, you'll get every WWE Premium Live event, including WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Royal Rumble, plus every WCW and ECW Premium Live event in history. What is wow. what is Peacock Premium? Do I have Peacock Premium? Yeah, I think so. Like everybody can have Peacock has the, it's the most. There's like three tiers. I know. I, that's what I was. That's why I was asking you. Is Premium just like normal? essentially like there's not like a like well, there's, there's a like free, there's a free peacock there's a free peacock oh okay so that's okay so that's what i'm saying because there's like hulu and then there's like ad free hulu with live sports yes and so i think I, peacock kind of like starts at that level and then there's like a tier down that's free there's free peacock there's 499 peacock with ads where you have access to their originals and then there's like 999 a month which is i think all their stuff and live free. tv and live tv and live TV. Cool. So I have the live TV, so I should have this premium one. Sorry, we're off on like weird tangents, but like my brain's kind of all over the place. I think it's kind of still relevant, but no, it's fine. The back half's gonna be short, so go wander. But anything else to say about um, Young Rock? Oh yes, I had a couple. I do like at the end. Uh, I don't know if it's you know I, I doubt that it's actually gonna happen, but uh, the Rock is composing a text message that says thirty years later, and you're still a jabroni. Yes, I I don't know if it's a text or if it was a tweet. Oh, a tweet, yes, a tweet. I don't know, because it was said reply, so it doesn't look like it's going to be a DM. It looks like it's going to be like an open reply, but that's going to get him into some trouble, which it feels like that's something that he would, ne- I think, He's unless this show is like really, yes, exactly. In real life. Yes. Hence the no, no response to Vin Diesel's, hey, little bro, get your, Correct. yeah. And I think for the show to be like, they're definitely like, portraying a specific slant of truth but i think that they're still relatively realistic and so i think for i don't think that they would do narrative conflict like that uh just to like have like episodes because like that's not true to who the rock is as a person right so i'm i'm curious to see how this plays out i i like this episode i'm glad that we're i'm very glad that we're over with the the, like, stringing this along, like, the guy's just, like, a henchman in the background. Like, yes. cool. Get us through this thing. I yep. love seeing young Dewey. Uh, get us back there. I love seeing Grandma. I love The Rock's dad when he's young and, you know, a tag team heavyweight champion of the world. All of these things are cool. This is probably my favorite part of Young Rock, so keep up with that. Yeah, for sure. 
The final thing to do before we take a break is the Fast and Furious Minute, the Too Fast, Too Furious Minute, thankfully, mercifully, finally out of that race and into the Pearl in Minute 55. There's so many different options for this. I... The minute title is probably going to change depending on the question, because as you might have seen, I drafted like five questions. I didn't read them, so but yes, I saw here. that. I saw that. But for now, the name of the minute is Brian Made It, which is a play on Brian Makes It from the score. minute brian ever so narrowly edges out fonzie to win the down and back race our crew ride off with their new cars and taunt fonzie and fabio as they drive away we then cut to the pearl card of roan's club where brian and roman walk in and greet the oasis as the minute (laughs) ends so not only is this a good minute it's an even better minute because we are finally out of that race we're out of the race but we enter the world's blandest nightclub, like the most bland nightclub I've ever seen. Rich went to school in Miami. I used to go to Miami at least once a year to go partying. I've been to a lot of the nightclubs in Miami. Many of them are kind of bland. This one is the blandest of all of them. There's literally nothing on the walls in the whole. Club. There was, there were things that I noticed that I appreciated in this minute. Um, the hoops that the girls are sitting on. No, not that. I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that before. But the pearls ever the, the 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 club is called the pearl. Yes. But I like that there is the um like the champagne bath, like the ice bath for the champagne behind the bar, yes. and there's just pearls draped on that. The bartenders are wearing pearls. The go-go dancers or whatever you want to call them are wearing pearls. Like there's a theme. It's not like an over like it's not overwhelmingly pearly, but there are pearls everywhere, which I thought was pretty cool. So yes, so okay. That leads me to my discovery and discussion for this minute. Wait, do we want to get there or do we want to finish up the race? Because I have a couple things about the race first. Finish up the race. Finish up the race. Okay. That's fine. Go ahead. The first like fifteen or twenty seconds is Brian getting through i have a question for you what so roman taunts fonzie and fabio as brian wins yes he says got two nice cars then he says a second line so the script site where i'm getting this from says that's all my man if you're listening it sounds sort of like that's all my mama or something which makes no sense but then i looked i loaded up the actual movie because we're not watching the movie i I chunked in it to bits there's no subtitles but i loaded up the actual movie and the subtitles and that second line that roman says 
is not subtitled, and Let I have me, no me, idea what listen, he says. Can I can I watch? I'm, I got yes. it up, so I want to. Um... It's like at the first ten seconds of it. Okay, but even before Brian's dry. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, he says that's on my mama. Is what he says. That's on my mama. Yeah, like like on my mother's grave, like on my mom. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, because the script site says that's all my man, which does not sound like no, it. No, but no, that's no. on my mama doesn't exactly make sense to me either. Maybe this is another thing. Please let us know if we're Wait. doing the whole. Yeah, no, it's like a. If we're doing snap a speedo again, if if there's something very obvious about this, please let us know. That's on my mama. A term used. On my mama, you meant it, or are you telling the truth, or are you not joking around? Bruh, on my mama, I did. Yes, see? Yes, yes, yes. Slang was created in Columbus, Georgia, and soon passed to Atlanta, where it got popular. There on you my go. mama, I passed that test. Okay, so it's, it's Southern slang. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. So, like, today, like, someone would say, let's go, or that's what's up, or whatever. It's just, that's on my mama. Or, like, truth. Or, okay. got two no new, cap. Got two new cars, that's on my mama. No cap. Something, whatever, right? And if you hear something different, let us know. But I think that's that sounds that sounds good. I also think that there's an awkward. So there's a couple more sort of awkward things. The what you in need, this race? You part. got a pan? Oh no! In the race, okay. In the race, so Brian beats Fonzie. Yes. In the race, yes. And then Roman and Suki and Tej and Jimmy are celebrating. Right. Yes. Suki's like nice. Then we cut awkwardly, like it feels like they maybe shot something that they just removed because you don't need to see it, but they like cut to the four of them awkwardly standing there, the men holding the women, and everybody looking kind of sad. Okay. Which is a shot that I, I don't I don't remember ever seeing. I like, I, I noticed it this time too because we're watching it so slow because uh, Fabio is in like this really great like prom pose or like boy yes. band album cover mm-hmm. pose go ahead continue is that what you this were about to say this is for sure gonna be uh episode art for some time when we get to to too fast again because i'm just like i love this so much it's, it's a great shot i really do love it too i and i noticed it this time yes but like we don't see them getting out of the cars nope. or handing over the keys nope. or you know being upset or anything it's just like use those no, bus tokens is... and then yeah. you see them just in this like boy band crushed boy band pose yeah yes and then we see we cut to Brian, and Brian's like celebrating in his car, or maybe this is before that shot. But like Brian starts backing up, like he doesn't turn around to drive back to the, the finish line. He just starts backing up. I'm like, he reverses. You? Yeah, it's so weird. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Very very weird. But yeah, just some some weird stuff there. I think it feels like this was kind of like cut, chopped a little bit. But you know, whatever. It's we. I'm glad that we're gone. We don't need it to be here anymore. I'm glad that we're moved on. But it's still, there's some weirdness here in terms of the filmmaking. It seems it seems like Brian like finished the race and then just was reversing back to like reshoot the scene, and they liked that one and just kept the reverse in it. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like he's probably just like driving like 20 miles an hour. And they're right. like, okay, yeah, yeah. like make a grimace and then pretend like you won. And then he's like, okay, cool. And then he's like, reverse in case I need to do it again. So we get to the pearl. So what did you want to bring up in this minute about the pearl? I wanted to talk to you about the pearl. Okay. Because the pearl was apparently, and this makes a ton of sense, right? That the pearl was actually a real nightclub in Miami. Right. And it's closed down. So if you click the first link, that's the address, Pearl Champagne Lounge, One Ocean okay. Drive. You can see a bunch of pictures of what the Pearl looked like. And it was a very 
bland, tacky nightclub. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see it? It's just like it's just white. It's just uh, astroturf upstairs. <laughs> it's like purple lights and white couches. That's the whole thing. But it looks pretty much exactly like you'd see. You know what I mean? Like in the movie, like it. You could see the bar. You could see all the goofy chairs that look like crab claws. You know, all this wacky shit. It was there. It is no longer there. It is closed. Now, the hard part is, is if you go to that address, it's kind of difficult to figure out what is actually there. And I think what? it... Maybe. I think it might now just be a Hagen dazs ice cream shop. Which is wild. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I'm saying. Like... Look at it, like, I can't figure out where the entrance was or would be, but the address is kind of the same, and it looks like that's kind of the entrance, right? It looks like it. I don't know, like, there, there might be, like, Cause that be looks like every the strip mall in Miami kind of looks like, I don't know, but, like, it might be. It might as well be. Yeah, and, like, the rooftop looks like that could be, like, have, have been, like, the rooftop lounge part of it. The Pearl Miami, where this is, might now just be a Hawken Dawes ice cream shop. And if that's true fucking awesome i love it even better for carter verone yeah man he, well, he got out of the game you know what i mean like now now he's just like a small uh franchise er and just owns a bunch of hagen around miami yeah <laughs> after he got out of jail that's why he, he has like a kid now he just like walks in with his flip-flops and checks on his hagen every day what did you notice inside of the club, though? Because I think I, I mentioned the pearls that are draped everywhere. You mentioned candles. Oh, um, I just noticed there's a, a shot of the bar. I couldn't count them because of how they're lined up. It's very difficult to count because they're, like, stacked pretty much one on top of the other. There's probably about 30 candles just lined up across the bar. I couldn't count them, but it made me laugh because Dom's house, a lot of candles. Carter Vrone's club. There's a scene in Four Brothers where there's a punch thrown, no spoilers, and there's like a bunch of candles on top. I'm like, was it just early 2000s, just like a very candle heavy time? <laughs> I think so. There was all those like candle stores at the mall and shit. I think candles are just a big thing. Just lots of candles. Very possible. Yeah. I did not make too much note of the extras clothing. The bouncer outside is wearing yeah, a black yeah. suit. There's valets that are three identical men dressed dressed identically, which is very kind of funny. That like on its own, she's like, yeah, that's what a valet wears. But to see just three dudes in a row, all in like white short sleeve shirts and khakis, just standing basically in the same pose, I'm like, it's kind of funny. There's the featured dancers. There's like like the go go dancers that are both have like you know like a white bikini top and a skirt, and they're kind of like feathery and flowery, kind of like just like I think feathery, like white feathers everywhere. And then there's something that I think I remember from the first movie, but I don't remember for sure that there's like a close up of a woman's like chest, not like in a slutty way, just like it's just like, oh, like this is just, you know, how they're dancing her body. And she's got like a huge like heart over her full chest, which I feel like is a shirt that we also saw similarly in the first movie. But also, I I don't know, that feels like forever ago, but it feels like the, 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 the big full chest size heart thing is clothing that we've seen before in these movies. I think so, too. I was trying to look around at the walls and stuff, and there was nothing there. There's two exit signs, the girls dancing with the in the hoops, but there's more interesting things in Carter Verone's back office and when Monica shows up. I hope, I think, from memory, I think so. But, like, right now, there's literally nothing on the walls. They're just white walls, white everything, bar. I, there's There's nothing. 
Yeah, we really haven't like looked around too much. Like the characters not look around. They walk yes, in. Yes, 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 yes. Also that too. They see the oasis. People, people. There's girls dancing, belly buttons type things. It's a lot of like waists and boobs. Yeah. So I have five different questions that are based on this minute. Some of the dialogue that we have not talked about yet. But how does Roman suggest that Fabio and Fonzie get home after losing the race? Roman says. Get to walk in Fabio, then use them bus tokens, partner. So either one of those answers possibly. So I think now that there's two different answers, maybe we skip that. Okay. How does Roman describe Carter Verone's club? Hoasis. What does Brian see in Carter Verone's club? A lot of potential. What's the name of Carter Verone's club? The Pearl, which I think we might have had that before when, when Monica Fuentes asked. I have to check that. Yeah, we did because we were like the flamingo amnesia. Yes. I remember this. Okay. Or when they walk into the club, what does Roman ask Brian if he has on him a pen? Which just feels kind of funny, like, pre-cell phone maybe? Like, I guess a pen to, like, write down numbers? Is that that's, that? That's what he was asking for, yes. That's precisely. And I really like that question for that reason, because it's so dated. And we could be like, pen, a condom, a good one-liner. Breathmints. Breathmints. A, a nod to four brothers again. Wait, wait. Listerine breath strips. Okay. But or yeah, so in yet. minute 39, Monica says, yeah, Pearl at midnight. Carter says, we'll get to know each other a little bit better. All right, sounds good. We'll catch you tonight. See ya. So we are, we now have a timestamp, roughly. We're now at midnight, the Pearl. It looks like fucking midday. Well. They don't show up at midnight to this club. Let me go back to the thing. Well, I guess it's late here. Let's see when they get to like the club. I guess, yeah, maybe it could be midnight. Yeah. So we like the final question, though. When they walk into the club, what does Brian ask Roman? Or Roman asks Brian if he has on him. Yes, yes, yes. I really like that. I really like that question. So breath mints. Yeah. Listerine breath strips. (laughs) Condoms. (laughs) Do you want to say another one or no? A good attitude or like a good one-liner. Something along these lines. Like something that's not a tangible object. Like you got any good quibs or you you got any good uh, banter. You know, something along these lines. Well, we could say uh, this is – it's an obvious wrong answer, but it's a throwback to the first movie. Something about, you know, when they're eating shrimp, like don't lose that cool of yours, Brian. That's your meal ticket. So either maybe a meal ticket or that cool of yours or something. Yeah, yeah. You got that cool of yours on you. I like that. I like That's a good one. Excellent. That's that's along the lines of what I was thinking. Yep. Perfect. But I'm officially renaming this minute the Hoasis. Perfect. Because the answer. <laughs> okay, okay. So when they walk into the club, what does Roman ask Brian if he has on him? A pen is the right answer. Breath mints, condoms, Listerine breath strips, or that cool of his. I would love if Roman would just say, hey, Brian, you got any condoms? Like, how random would Should we say condoms or should we say rubbers? (laughs) Oh, I like rubbers better. Rubbers is better. I agree. He would say rubbers, right? He would say rubbers. Yeah, he definitely would. Good call. Excellent. But still such a random question, right? Because as sexual as these movies are, they're never that sexual. No, the, the most sexual these movies ever get is in that first movie in the montage where Dom picks up Letty by the ass. Like, this is a movie in which multiple... And Brian is in the garage with Mia, who, like, picks up a sheet over herself. And also, Mia's side move in the first movie. Like, for a, for a franchise in which multiple female characters have babies, there is not a hint that anybody ever has sex. <laughs> yeah, e- even, like, Dom and Letty, like, wake up, like, are waking up the next... They're not, like, going to bed. They're, like, waking up, the like, the morning after their wedding or something right it's wild yeah i don't 
I don't know. It's like, yeah, they're intimate, but they're not sexual. Yes, that yes, that's what I'm getting at too. Yeah. So rubber's very clearly wrong, but you know, whatever. Exactly. Joe, let's take a break and let's come back and let's talk about this tune. Let's get this let's get this podcast tuned up and ready for lap eleven. Ooh, I like it. episode number 232 tune up relap recap lap 10 this episode is brought to you by brothers garage door their sales and services customers in wakusha uh, uh a oh man i'm fucked Azauki, milwaukee and washington counties they're proud of their reputation as quality garage door company shout out to brothers garage door well, shout out to Brothers Garage Door and welcome back. So, tune up, relap, recap. This was the Shaw Brothers lap. It was. We had about 15 movies that we watched as pit stops. We watched The 36th Chamber of Shaolin, Ooh. Collateral Beauty, which is not in theme, but our Christmas movie. Yes. The Boxer's Omen as a Patreon bonus. Both Crank movies, Crank and Crank High Voltage. That's true, that's true. And Crank 3 for Mike, too. Transporter. No, Crank 3. Oh, Transporter's the Okay, yes, yes. Transporter's the ones we did with Mike, yes. A Diagram Pole Fighter, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, In the Name of the King, which was Justin's pick, Homefront, which was Jake's pick, Transporter 1, 2, and 3, Friday Night Lights, which was not on theme but for our Super Bowl coverage, mm-hmm. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Baggers, which was Lane's movie, Caligula, Jesus Christ, and The Five Venoms. So, And then we have four brothers coming off the Patreon bonus episode, but good lap, I think. Pretty diverse, eclectic you know, sort of all over the place lap, but fun. We saw a lot of movies that I hadn't watched before, which is okay. always good. And um, I think they were a lot of fun. One of the coolest parts to me was not only did we see a ton of movies that we hadn't seen before and did it, but I feel like we had a ton of great guests this lap. Yeah. So we had Benno from the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, yes. the whole post-wrestling network. Not Rocky Maivia, but we met him over there. Yes. He was on for the original Fast and the Furious. Then we had Brendan Klinkenberg on for Too Fast. We had Alonzo Duralde from uh, Maximum Film on to talk about Collateral Beauty. We had Dan Colonna, the universally acclaimed Monsters That Made Us, on to talk about Fast and Furious. Fan favorite Garrett Smith on back-to-back episodes for Crank. Mm-hmm. Kurt Tommy on for Fast Five. Nico Keba back for Fast and Furious Spy Racers Homecoming. We said goodbye to the Spy Racers this lap. Shed a tear. It's true. Mariah Doty Trevino, the pull quote from Fast and Furious 6, on to talk about that movie. We had Montez on for The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover on the Patreon bonus episode. Reed Vanier on from... The Dr. DC podcast. I'm doing this all without notes. I'm trying to remember where everybody is, but yes. On from Tokyo Drift. Nate Milton, friend of the show, on Homefront. Oh, Homefront was a fun movie, too. That was like a wild, just goofy-ass James Franco with a 15 different accents movie. Neighbor Colin. <laughs> Friday Night Lights and Furious 7 back-to-back with Brian of High School Slumber Party and now Twilight Forever. 
Twilight Slumber Party. Twilight Slumber Party. That's the name of the show. Yes. Mike Manzi, the resident historian on three episodes in a row with the Transporter movies. Josh Buckley, your friend from Whole Lot of Wolves. Yes. On The Fate of the Furious. We had Michelle Farley on to talk about Hobbs and Shaw, Justin Kleiman's friend. Brian back to talk about Caligula. <laughs> then John Ceno from Post Wrestling and Up Next Podcast to talk about the five Venoms. And then Julian Lytle to talk about F9. So, yeah, crazy, fun lap, great guests. Old, and, and very, like, just spread in their likes and hobbies and everything like that. It was just like a bunch of, it was a really cool group of people to talk to. And a bunch of people that I want to talk to again for sure. Yeah, the weird thing about it, it's not it's not like a weird thing in a good in a in a bad way or it's it's more good than bad, but it's more just sort of like an observation is that whenever I'm trying to get guests for a new lap, yes. I basically ask which movie that everybody wants to do like a couple different things. And so we have like 6 or 7 of the 10. I think we have 7 of the 10 booked. But one of the ones that we don't have booked is one of the ones that is like universally acclaimed. It's just weird that people just like Movies that like we we come to say this is one of the better ones is not one that people want to talk about. So like it's it's just weird. There's like no rhyme or reason, but I think the diverse opinions on this or whatever are, are a reason that it works so well. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I, I but it's good. You know, it goes back and forth. There's definitely been many laps. You tell me like everybody wants to talk about Tokyo Drift this lap for no reason, and then sometimes there's just like nobody wants to talk about the first one, and you're like, okay, well. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, did you have a favorite Shaw Brothers movie? So the theme, if, yes, in case people forget, is the original Shaw Brothers movies or movies with the Shaw Brothers in them. So either Jason Statham or Luke Evans. I don't think we did any Luke Evans movies. Helen Mirren or Vanessa Kirby. I don't think we did any Vanessa Kirby movies. I think it was a very because I feel you know I thought about this. I was like I, I feel like I, I regret not doing their movies, but like. At the same time, we kind of need to cover movies that the people who listen to the show would probably like. Yeah. And I and it's I think it's harder to find movies that Vanessa Kirby or Luke Evans are in our listeners would like that aren't like wildly off theme. Like we could have, but just like then we'd be watching, you know, an 1800s period drama where she's in a lesbian relationship or whatever. It's like, I love that movie, but like doesn't really fit for too fast. Right. So I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. And I think that there was a nice balance of that. And also, like we say on every single one of these laps that has a very, very wide theme, it's like, we can always come back. We can always do the rest of them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the end. We have forever. So, like, let Vanessa Kirby put out, you know, ten movies in the next three years, hopefully. And then we do a Vanessa Kirby lap. Totally fine by me. So you did ask me what my favorite movie was. I think that I have, like... A couple very fun, surprising ones that I had never seen, but my favorite one and the one that sticks out to me that I will recommend to a bunch of people forever now is A Diagram Fighter. I think yes. that was super slept on. Um, I'm very, very glad we watched that. I think it was one of the coolest movies I've seen in a very long time. Awesome. Just all around awesome. So- and I don't know if I mentioned it on this show but when we did that episode i'm like it's not out there like there's no blu-ray of it like i want to buy it i can't buy it it's like harder to find and then between that time and like within like a month of that arrow video was like hey we're remastering and putting it out and so it's on the way to me now it's like a a very nice blue not a 4k but like a very nice blu-ray set for a diagram pole fighter is on its way to me now uh, so I'm very excited to see that again and just like watch it a bunch because like again, 
I just the movie's great. The movie's really, really good. I think yeah, I think so. And I think like art film wise, like the cook, the thief, the wife and his lover, I'm really glad that we watched that movie. How does that stack up to you to uh Caligula? Which one do you like more? I mean, depends on what mood I'm in. If I just want to just be like uh visually assaulted with the just raw dicks, then sure. probably Caligula. But you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time I think the cook, the thief, the wife, and his lover. I'm, it, I'm always impressed with films like this. You know that I'm usually not like a fan of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of slow. It's kind of like a play, but I actually really like the story, and I really like how it played out and like how like surreal it was. For, sure. And stuff. So, um, yeah, I was a fan of that one. Shout out to Homefront. I think that movie was hilarious. Glad I got to watch Cranks and Transporters finally. Are there any, I guess the Triple X movies, which we have not covered, there's a trilogy of those, yes, Vin Diesel yes. only in two of those, but are there other movies like, because we talked about on both, on all those episodes, that these are movies that you had been saving, that I'd been saving the Transporter, because we knew we would get to them, but are there any other movies other than Triple X movies, whenever we get to a Vin Diesel lap, that you've been... Yes. What what have you been putting off, because you know we're going to do it one day. Scorpion Kings, with the rock, oh. all the rock type stuff, yep. like the early yep. rock stuff, I haven't seen any of those. That tracks. So, like, those are definitely things I've been saving. Triple X, like you said. Is Triple X, like, isn't Pitch Black another one? The Riddick movies, yeah. There's there's Pitch Black is the original, and then there's the Chronicles of Riddick. Yes, I've never seen Dark any of those either. Fury, which is a short, and then there's a new movie called Riddick. So, yeah, there's, like, three and a half of those. Yeah, so, like, those I've been saving, too, that, like, I, I just haven't gotten around to for because I'm like, okay, I'll just watch them whenever we get to them on the laps now. Cool. What was your favorite? What was what was the most surprising? The best? The the favorite? Any of these things? Least favorite? Well, I loved a diagram pole fighter, like you said. That's one that I had not seen before that I really really liked. I thought the boxer's omen was weird and cool. I was re- boxer's omen was cool. Boxer's omen was really cool. I agree. Yeah. Plus, that was the only one this lab I think that we watched together and recorded together. Oh yeah, was that fun. was fun. Yeah, yeah. I love Collateral Beauty. I think it's a bad movie, but I I love it. I love the Collateral Beauty cinematic universe, so I think that's great. It was that the one with where where there was the Ghost of Christmas Past and it's Helen Mirren. Yes, yep. but she's also yep. real, but she's also yep. Ghost of Christmas. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. To Brian's point, I'm glad I saw Caligula. I will never watch it again, but I'm glad that I know what that's about now. I liked seeing the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. I think the theme was diverse enough. Like it, it's always hard balancing themes that, you know, when we have ideas where it's like, it can't be too narrow, but it also can't be too broad. Like, you I don't know. Burn like, out on a theme. Like if it's, if the, if the theme is too stringent, like as much as we're watching a fast and the furious movie every two weeks and like, that's its own mountain to climb watching 20 pure heist movies. That's a spoiler for our next lap, but yes, you know, like pure, I'm talking like, just like, Heist movie, heist movie, heist movie, heist movie. Uh, can get a little boring too, right? So you have to like spread it to where it's like a little bit broader than what it is. Um, on the note of, we watched Lockstock this last, yes. right? Mm-hmm. My buddy Zach had watched it too because I was like, oh, I just watched Lockstock for the podcast. And he was like, oh, I've never seen it. I'll get around to watching it. And his reaction was exactly the same as ours, which is this that. This is a precursor to Snatch. Snatch is a better movie. I really like Snatch. Logstock isn't bad, but you could see that just Snatch is like the natural progression of it. Sure. And yep. our one friend who had seen Logstock first and then Snatch was like, Logstock is a way better movie. Interesting. Like, there's no comparison. 
before Hollywood got its dirty, grubby hands on it or whatever. Kind of, yes. That that was kind of his take on it. And we were like, whoa, no. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was very, it was very, very weird. Um, but I think that ultimately it might come down to like what you've seen first and what you have nostalgia for kind of situation. Sure. But I, I still stick by my an an hour take on those. But as you teased our upcoming lap, not teased, you just flat out said, as you said, our next laps theme is heist movies. You son of a bitch, I'm in. Talk about heist movies. So we're going to find out if there's going to be too much or not. But, you know, we got a good lap ahead of us. There's a lot of good movies that I'm looking forward to. If you're a patron and have not gotten your patron pick in, we still have room, wiggle room if you want to get it in this lap. But just email it in or send it on Patreon or whatever. You know how to get in touch with us. But I'm very much looking forward to heist movies. Movies that we've talked about for a while, wanting to cover. Also, I'm not going to say what it is yet, but this is the lap. In the middle of this lap, I'm going to Barcelona for two weeks for a music festival. Yes. And so we're going to do something as a little fun little bonus that we've talked about doing for a while and actually haven't done yet. So I'm looking forward to doing that as well. Uh, So we will get that out sometime late May, early June for those things. Yes. But is there one heist movie in particular? Maybe this is a... Either I'll, I'll add it to the list or one that we're going to do or whatever. But is there one heist movie in particular that you're looking forward to seeing? There's one that I think I would like to add to the lap that I've been oh. thinking about that I don't know if it's actually a heist movie or not. But we watched it again recently, and I think you said you liked it. Um, but Lucky Number Slevin. Is, so that's the thing. Like, it's not it's really a heist movie. It, it takes all the cues from a heist movie. There's crime, right? There's crime. And also now there's Bruce Willis in that who just stepped away from acting because he has aphasia, which is a terrifying, scary yeah. disease. Poor Bruce it's Willis. crime. It's one of the themes, one of the nano themes, mini themes on it says heist or it's an or. I don't know. We'll do it as a bonus episode. I'll put it as a bonus episode. Did you see it? Have you seen it recently? I feel like you said you saw it and you liked it. You haven't seen it since it came out type situation. No, I haven't seen it since. I saw it on DVD. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I own, I don't think I own the Blu-ray. I think I probably own the DVD, but I saw it back in. Do you remember it? Very barely. I remember, here's a spoiler for Lucky Number Slevin. So if you want to go into the movie pure. Do you remember the like twist? No. All I remember about the movie is that Bruce Willis is in a wheelchair, and at one point he throws the blanket off his lap and he's got guns under there. That's, like, the only thing I remember about the movie. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. We'll do this as a bonus episode, though, because, like, that's the thing. It's, like, I don't know, like, heist versus crime is similar but also distinctly different. Yes, 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 yes. And, like, you know, we're not doing the Godfather movies, but, like, the Godfather is not heist, but it's definitely crime. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's strange, but it is. it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. Anything else to talk about with lap 10? Or should we get into the uh, the most important question of the hour, your rankings? And my rankings, too. Also, Wes was supposed to send something in tonight. He, didn't he ask us when we are recording this episode? Wes, you done fucked up again, my boy. He said he wanted to send in his rankings. No, I was going to say I really liked this lap. I liked the departure from all of the Fast and the Furious questions. I think that the kind of the evolution of the guest interviewing is going really well. Um, I want to once again say that I really enjoyed all of our guests this lap. They fucking killed. And I can't wait to bring a whole bunch of them back because I want to hear their takes about all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. And that's also another thing. I'm glad you brought that up. I want to say that, like, there's a certain element of the show that is going to be the same thing 
all the time forever. Like, that's yes. kind of what the show is. But at the same time, we don't want it to get stale or weird or whatever. So there's a thing that you love or a thing that, like, that you know, Jerry mentioned before in the email about, like, where the car questions yeah. go. But if there's a thing that either we don't do anymore that you like or that we're doing that you're like, please stop doing that or whatever, you don't have to, like, we, won't, we don't have to read it on air, but we're we always happy for... And we won't take it to for... heart. I mean, like, you know, like, constructive criticism is great. So, like, if you're like, this thing doesn't work, fine. Just tell right, me. Right, because it's not like you're, you know, it's not like it scared you away, because if you're listening and you're going to write in an email, uh, you're still listening to the show, right? So, like, we yeah. know that you are you haven't gone away. But if you have feedback, because, again, we've done 230 of these. Wes says, this time it really was my fault. So, yeah. Wes, you done fucked up. I want to keep doing this. I want to make it fun for us and fun for you. And so if you have ways to make it better or different or whatever, please, we would love to hear them. Whether you're a patron or just you want to email in, family at cageclub.me we would genuinely love to hear it i agree your rankings normally so if you're again if this is your first tune-up we do rankings every lap but joe made the distinction i think on lap two maybe he's like i'm not doing real real <laughs> rankings every lap i'm gonna do goofy rankings so he gives rankings but they're like the most family to the least family <laughs> or the most fun i've had versus whatever and yes. i'm like well this is fine but like it doesn't really help me but so now Every five laps, 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever, you are going to give real actual rankings. So, bottom up or top down, let us hear your rankings now. I don't even have – you have not given me rankings with F9 in them at all, not even like temporary rankings. So, I have no idea what this is going to look like. So, I'm very excited. Okay. I did this. I did it. I just want to let you know, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, we've been watching a lot of the league so I did absolutely no tinkering with this list. Went gut. Lined them up 1 to 10. I just wrote 1 to 10, 1 through 9 across the top. Hobbs and Shaw just crossed them off, just banged it down the list, right? No tinkering, no flipping, no nothing. Just gut feels off the rip. Sure. This is what I felt today, okay? Yep. Going to go bottom up. Of course. Okay. 10th ranked movie, Fate. All right, that was your number nine, so that is consistent. Yes. Ninth-ranked movie, four. That was six, so that fell a couple spots. Okay, yeah, so I, I don't know my old rankings either. So yeah, this is... I, Do you want me to tell you, or do you want to not know? No, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay. As we go. This is fun. I like it. Um, Eighth-ranked movie, Furious 7. So that was eight, so that actually kind of technically climbed one, but yeah, still toward the bottom. Okay. Seventh-ranked movie, Too Fast. That's where it was again, so still kind of climbed one oh, in a certain sense. Oh, this is wild that they're so consistent for... Okay. Okay. Sixth-ranked movie, F9, The Fast Saga. Okay. Fifth Previously rank... unranked. Yeah. Fifth-ranked movie, Hobbs and Shaw. That's where you had it. Yep. I wonder if these top five are going to be all the same. We're going to find out. Okay. Fourth, Furious 6. Yep. Mm-hmm. Third, The Fast and The Furious. Whoa, that fell from number one to number three. Okay, okay. Second, Tokyo Drift. That went from number three to number two, and then you finally saw the light. Fast Five. Yep, went from number two to number one. That's what I was feeling today. Wow, I can't believe how consistent that was. I literally haven't thought about the rankings since lap one. Well, what's what's interesting, and I'm sure that this sort of impacts the people who are listening to this too, like hearing our guests talk, but I feel like I'm trying to balance how I feel about them while I'm watching them, how I feel about them as I think about them. And also what like the points, like the not, not necessarily how fun a conversation is, but like how our guests feel about a certain movie. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. it's, 
It's tough. So I just no, no. I went with like purely like how I feel about the movie today. Like which one I think is the best, most fun, most Fast and Furious type situations. All of those. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So mine from the bottom up. Number ten, I have too fast, which is where it was. Okay. Which again, I feel bad about, but it just it's just what it is. Okay. Number nine, I have Fast and Furious four, which again is crazy because I do I feel like I like that movie more than most of our guests, but just I you know, agree. I, I agree. Number eight, I have Hobbs and Shaw, which falls one place. You have five, I have eight, so there's a little bit of a gap there. But again, I think it's you know tiers or whatever. I think we're probably similar, and also we love all these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number seven, Fate of the Furious, which flip-flopped for me with Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Number six, I have F9. Same place that I do. Okay. Yep. Fell one spot for me. Number five, I have Furious 7, which climbed one. Okay. So seven and nine flipped for me, and Hobbs and Fate flipped for me, apparently. Number four, Tokyo Drift. Okay. Number three, The Original. Number two, Fast and Furious 6. And number one, Fast Five. Okay. I do think the more we watch these... Again, I don't think the five will ever be dethroned. I'm glad to see that Fast Five is in your number one spot now. Yeah. I do think that Six could fall. I just think there's so much to love about Six. I don't think that it works as well as a movie as, like, the first one or even th- Tokyo Drift. But I just love – there's so much about Six that I love that I'm just, like, I I will probably – I don't know. It's t- The top four are, like, close. I mean, well, one is ahead. Fast Five is ahead. And then two through four are, like, real tight. Yes. Yeah. They're re- and then for me, there's a gap. To, to seven, to Furious Seven. Yeah, I can see my top four, uh, my top three interchanging at any point. Five, Tokyo Drift, and one. Like those three can just rotate. But, so you have a little, you have a little bit of a gap before six. Yeah, I go five, three, one are like top tier for me, and then there's a split, and then maybe under two fast at seven. Like seven, four, eight are the bottom three, and those can flip at any time too. I have five, six, one, three as a as a as a group, and then seven, nine. I don't even know. I feel like seven is weird. Seven's a real wild card for me. It is. You know, we we've been separating ourselves from the emotions of it but then also you can't really separate yourself of the emotions from it. you know what i think is going to happen i think when 10 comes out and brian comes back seven's going to drop even more for me it's very interesting i also you know what i mean like because if it's like we lose paul walker but if brian is back then like seven is kind of not really a send-off at all right right yeah yeah at least not to at least not to brian like to brian to paul walker yes but not to brian but I guess I have a tier of seven, nine, eight, yeah, and then Hobbs and Shaw four, two. I like Hobbs and Shaw, and when we watched it recently again, I was like, "Holy fuck, this movie's still a blast!" And I think that it gets super duper bonus points for me because I fucking love the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is so much better than F nine. <laughs> like, it's just worlds better. Like, it, it, it's like Tokyo, like the Tokyo Drift, and. Hobbs and Shaw are two of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I can't. I, I like. I think my brain just can't escape that part of it. Like my. Like I just love watching it, and it gives me such joy and like upbeat, fun feels while I'm watching it. That I'm like, this got to be in the top half. I like. I can't. I don't know what to do. I think the issue that I'm having is with the newer movies because we've watched them more often, more and talked about them more recently. Like, I have them at eight and six. You have them at five and six. 
I just think that they're sort of suffering just because of like recent, like it's a weird like re- recency bias in reverse almost, um, where I'm just like I'm kind of tired of those. Yeah, but yeah, no, I get it. I like, don't know, but I thought that with Hobbs and Shaw, and then like when we did when we watched nine fifty times this lap or last whatever. When we yeah. watched Nine a million times, and then like I watched Hobbs and Shaw again for this lap, I was like, oh, fuck, I do really enjoy this movie. Yeah. You should start a podcast about them. I know. I should probably talk about these more often, right, if I like them yeah. so much. Um, is there anything else that we need to talk about or need to cover in this episode? We did, we did the quiz so far. We did our scores, but we did that before. No, I think that's about it, right? I think so. So next week, lap 11, you son of a bitch, I'm in heist movies, kicks off with The Fast and the Furious. And then I guess I'll say that our, our first pit stop what is, it? is going to be, uh, I'll say what many probably say is one of the best heist movies of all time, uh, Michael Mann's 1995 film, Heat. Oh, yeah, and also I've never seen Heat before. Okay. Oh, also, if you want and I love you, either you, Joe, or you, the listener... Uh, Racer Trash did a Heat dot Wave. Oh yes, um, yes, so yes, yes, yes. That's available for download on the Internet Archive. So if you want to watch Heat Wave as well, there's also I don't think it's up there, but they also did like a VHS rip where they like they muddied it up. They made it even <laughs> look chopped and screwedier and more. Uh, but we're gonna talk about that as well too. So, so Heat proud. and Heat Wave. I'm so proud that you use the term chopped and screwed. Oh yeah, but I think that's it. So next lap, heist lap. Thank you for listening, and thank you for those of you who support the show. Yeah, thank you. If you want bonus episodes, because we have monthly bonus episodes. At least. We've got, I think, four coming up this new lot. Let's see here. One, two, three, four. They're going to be good. Is there is there any movie that has a bunch of dicks in it that Brian's going to make us watch this lot? No, Brian is making us watch a movie with Kristen Stewart in it. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I'll take that. I like that. I think that's it. I don't know that there's dicks in any of these movies. I guess we'll find out. (laughs) we absolutely will yeah there will never be there will never be as many dicks as there was in caligula never true very very true nothing nothing can get that bad for all things too fast too forever go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me check out our patreon page at too fast too forever.com and our store at too fast too forever shop and come back next week as we kick off lap 11 with the fast and the furious and also in between now and then on the patreon with four brothers i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and we'll tell you all about it see